Um, you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. ready to start this bitch. Yeah. All right. Let's uh, might as well just jump right into it. Hello, everybody. Welcome today to the McAllister Hours podcast. I am your host, Cole McAllister. Um, today, I'm very pleased to announce I am joined by a very good friend. Um, we've known each other for about what three years now. Uh, s- somewhere around there, roughly something around. You might there. want to turn that gain down on my mic. The w- oh, the gain in your mic. Yeah, just a little bit here. Oh. There you go. There we were just go. talking about this before we started. We got the audio wizard over here. I I like clean audio. So clean audio. Yeah. But no, anyways, uh, <laughs> uh, my guest today uh, is koi free uh, koi fresh koi fish or koi fish. Oh my guess two e's. <laughs> uh, how are you doing, man? I'm doing good. Uh, it's actually really funny that you say that with the uh, say that with the koi fresh thing because uh, uh, as soon as I told my my buddy. Uh, Alex, he immediately was like rebranding, and I'm like, absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I mean, if it, if it wants to be some kind of a like maybe an album or like maybe an EP, maybe just a single, I might use it. But like other than that, I just to me, uh, as soon as I read it, I could not help but laugh. It was funny. It was it was really funny to me. So, uh, so where do you get the inspiration for that? Where do you? Uh... Um, I'm actually super excited to talk about that. Yeah, go um, huge shout out to uh, Miranda Cheers. Uh, she is awesome. She does like art and stuff, and she is just an amazing person. Um, camp counselor extraordinaire. But I used to go to a camp called Camp Hanisha, uh, a place that I love, and I'm definitely gonna go get some samples from. Um, but every morning when I was at LC, I'd wake up and miss scarlet was her name uh her camp name and so i got i I would always hear her and it would be like uh just coming down the just coming down the way and it just made my morning every day so to get to hear possible like fans saying those things or anything like that is just gonna be you know having having that moment and then when i hear it even with just my friends it's awesome so yeah no uh that's kind of the thing with mine like uh i'm a rapper performer like mine's mccretan and like that's kind mm-hmm. of the thing it has some meaning to me but the same it doesn't really like flow off the tongue you know? right yeah it's kind of nice that you have like that um name oh it, it, well once you once you get it down i've noticed a lot more people feel uh that you know it rolls off the tongue a lot more once you know it like once you actually figure it out but that's yeah. how it is with most any like odd name like that exactly like uh like, like shout out to a youtuber who helps me out a ton uh when i uh, work on uh fl studio if he ever sees this his name is Kruth. uh and it's funny because his intro is you know you can call me Kruth or whatever the fuck you want to call me <laughs> you know it's just like he it's just he he knows he just plays off of it it's cool yeah well, like even like uh, famous artists like a uh, Dead Mouse, you know, I call oh, them yeah. Dead Mouse Five. For yeah, the yeah, time. yeah. That's, a, that's absolutely, a especially when you start adding the numbers. <laughs> you got to remember that. Uh, what's that one movie? Uh, uh, the Five is Silent. The what? Oh, God. It was <laughs> a it was a corny Disney movie. I can't think of the name of it. I'm fairly certain. I, I know it. I can't think of it right off the top of my head, but it was just this super corny. Um, movie no idea nope <laughs> no can't don't have it i thought i had it. i thought i had it for a second there i don't <laughs> um if, did you ever see the movie forever young i don't think i did with mel gibson no definitely not i was i was thinking about that one. this guy is uh frozen in a chamber 
for like 70 years it has mel uh yeah mel gibson jamie lee curtis it's like just fucking ridiculous okay um Mel Gibson is like, ridiculous in almost all of his roles. <laughs> so, I mean, he's the one that directs his own movies. So it's it's understandable, but go on. Yeah, no. <laughs> I, but it, it was just interesting. You know, I was thinking about that the other day. It's like one that was like one of the first movies that really made me cry because it's like so sad because, you know, he's like aging and he's trying to find his like long lost wife and then they're right. like both old end or whatever. See, for it's me, uh, for me, the one Mel Gibson movie that actually got me and it's only because like I relate pretty heavily with, you know, scottish irish culture and he, yeah, like, uh, yeah it's corny as shit but it's braveheart dude like it's when he shouted that i'm not gonna lie i i i would have i would have gone into battle for that man i i would have gone i i would have definitely been like all right i'm dying today <laughs> um so so what's your background uh have you grown up in des moines what's um, um yeah i grew up in like i grew up in iowa all my life uh short time nevada growing up my mom lived with my grandparents while she went to law school you know to help support me um young kid obviously uh and then ankeny for like a year or two and then um went down norwalk and i've lived in norwalk just about my entire life it's one of my probably one of my favorite places you drive south it's country you drive north or like northwest or whatever and it's des moines so like i'm in like a perfect little area of you know city country and a lot of people think that it's like oh you live in white picket fence neighborhood and it's like i mean you know i mean i'm not gonna front i mean yeah i kind of do but like the biggest thing about it is always know that people are talking behind each other's backs oh yeah all the time that door closes and it's god i hate that guy <laughs> Like you're, and, you're just, and you're just like, why don't you, why did you invite them over? Like, why, why are they here? <laughs> so are you Irish too? Is that what you uh, so I, I, from what I've read and from what I understand, uh, I haven't done like a heritage test or anything like that. Yeah. I believe that I am Irish. Obviously, I think just about almost all Americans are at least some Irish in some way besides, you know, hmm. uh, other cultures, of course. Yeah. You yeah. know, I mean, if you're white is more so what I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> if you're white, you're more than likely at least a little bit Irish unless you're from there yeah. like um <coughs> but other than that uh, i believe i'm more scottish uh scottish i got a little bit of norwegian and i know that i got some french in me so okay other than that yeah it's just you know i'm a big old blend of white um <laughs> yeah uh, you say white pick offense i think like that's kind of the thing that you and i can relate to also yeah. it's like uh you uh you were saying that it was it your mother's a lawyer yep my mom is a lawyer she uh she does her job very well i'm not gonna you know disclose yeah no, I, I understand no, not today at least no. <laughs> you can hey. know it but no, <laughs> sadly i, I, I don't that. want it i don't want it out there <laughs> no 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 that's uh if you know my mom you know my mom if you don't you don't <laughs> she's <laughs> awesome but like that, I think that's the thing that's kind of similar in our backgrounds. Those like yeah. I think there's like a certain way you grow up, and there's like a certain um you know mentality you grow up with when you live in that environment. Of course, yeah, I think we can relate to the, in that way a lot. And it makes it it makes making music very difficult because or not difficult I should say uh, that's the wrong word, but um it makes it it makes music a little different for you because yeah. you know. You hear all these people on like hip hop beats, me being a producer, I listen mostly to the beats, but then you start hearing what they're talking about and you know, they talk about all these like really big hardships, you know what I mean? People yeah. dying, people, you know, per se like a drive by or anything like that. Yeah. And you know, I grow I grow up in 
quiet neighborhood where I'm able to go to bed every night. And exactly. I'm, I'm not going to say that I'm not grateful because I am. But, like, you know, it just, you know, it starts to make you think, like, oh, what if I can't make? Sometimes I would think that to myself all the time is like, oh, you know, what if I can't make good music because I haven't gone through yeah like a turmoil or something and i'm not saying that that's where good music comes from i'm just saying that like a lot of really good music has come out of you know exactly well hip-hop especially hip-hop especially for sure um because you know that's where the roots are you know it comes from like that the 70s through the the 70s and the 90s backlash of like the government you know associated with the oh yeah 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 yeah. like uh like the nwa stuff and yeah exactly uh, absolutely yeah yeah and then you know and that kind of stuff is something that you and i can never understand experience you know even like eminem we can never probably even you know understand oh, half the oh, shit man. he went um the, like i i heard stories of some similar stuff you know from friends like i said since i live in a town where it's country to one side and the uh, the other way is city yeah you know i've 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 heard stories of people saying that it's that bad but since i was you know grew up again white picket fence neighborhood growing up i never took it as serious as it probably was I see. I didn't think that it could actually be that bad until my mind got older and was able to wrap around the idea. Well, and you do kind of, even if you grow up in that environment, you do go out and have experiences that kind of, you get that um, you, taste you, of it. You know, it's, you, you know it, it makes, for me, what it was is it makes you know that it's real. Yeah. Yeah. It's not just a movie thing. This is a real yep, thing that exactly. can happen. And that's when my brain started to like be like, oh these movie scenes are based off of these things not the other way around they're not happening because movie scene said this this is real life exactly like, it's not and you understand that it's not like the movies it's like yeah. a lot more serious it's a lot more uh you know no i'm not saying i'm also not saying anybody in a white picket fence doesn't go through hardships man like absolutely and, and see and that's the thing like, people don't understand i think that's what you were kind of trying to impress on earlier when you yeah, said the music's bit. different it's you have different struggles. You have, you know, and that's kind of the thing about maybe I'm stereotyping here a little bit, but like the people that are in those kind of hardships, they do have one thing I think in common that maybe you and I missed out on a little bit is like that right. family connection, that family aspect. Because um, like people are, I, mean, I don't know about you necessarily. Yeah, but I was like, going to say for, <laughs> for me, for me uh, that that was true. That was true until I found the EDM community, and then I absolutely found my family. I absolutely found a support system. Well, unless that's great. You, I guess unless you mean in a different way, I'm, I guess I'm, maybe like your biological intermediate family. Oh, I guess for, that's that's why I'm for me, mine's about. actually fairly close. It like, is okay. Yeah, yeah. that's good. My family actually, we get together occasionally. We do things. You know what I mean? Like we we uh, just last year before the whole coronavirus thing. You know, we had a huge family get together from in uh, the gazebo down in Norwalk, down by the lake. Yeah, huge family gathering. Played at the park, rented it out, all that stuff. And I never take those moments for granted, man. Those moments are awesome. Mm-hmm. Okay, so maybe a bad example, but... No, 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 if, if that's real on your end, that's never a bad example. I'm not going to say that, but like, oh man, make me sound like an asshole. Well, yeah, exactly. I guess that's what I was trying not to do. No, but, I know. <laughs> um, but I mean, I guess I, maybe not even an intermediate family. Maybe just like, I don't know. Do you understand what I'm trying to grasp? Yeah, maybe yeah it's absolutely. Different. I do, I do. It's a different I, I absolutely do. Yeah. Okay. I got okay. you. We're on the same. We're on the same page. <laughs> right I just like to, I like to joke and poke fun. <laughs> um, so you talk about the EDM scene. Like, uh, 
was that like amazing like, amazing um, community get into that get, get into um that. so like it's really cool because like like i said uh it's actually really cool so <laughs> shout out to comics uh <laughs> you, thought otherwise, yeah. you gotta get that out of the way um no it's just uh so when i first started i met i i met really cool people um but then things slowly turned sour I went back to a friend who was not in the EDM scene. He became toxic. And then the second time I came in personally, like for me, this is how it was. A lot of people have it where it's, you know, right away, like instantly they are, you know, welcomed into the EDM community, no problems, find their people. Um, But for me, I went in once, uh, I found some good people, but then I also found, you know, some really bad people. There are other people out there that are just in it for the drugs, in it for... Um, stuff like that and you know it sucks but it's a reality and you kind of got to weed through that uh, but then I found my friend group and I found just the, the people like Austin you know uh, who you had on here last time um, people like Austin you find people like Seth uh, Seth Leopold uh, shout out House Leopold um, you know you, f- you find people like that and who actually are just about it just a about the music and yeah. having that community sense especially for those people that didn't grow up with like a family you know what i mean like or like didn't have that they find a family here yeah and that's it's great. amazing and you know i personally just want to say um everybody stay safe everybody do your thing everybody you know make sure to stay inside don't go out if you don't have to um you know but we all want to rave again Sooner, yeah, yeah, than later, <laughs> sooner than like twenty twenty two. Stay home until it is actually okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, uh, good message. If anything, everybody should be careful. Um, yeah. But like, so what are we you? We will like? rave again, people. <laughs> we will rave again. When, when do you think we'll rave again? Do you have an estimation? You know, as much as I, I, I want to, I want to fight it. I want to say that it's not gonna be. You know, I want to say that it's going to be by the end of this year, and I want to say that it's going to be September because I'm just praying. I'm praying. I like, and I don't. Anyway, um, <laughs> not going to get into that. Not a topic to really get into on a podcast. Uh, but I, uh, I, I'm really hoping that it is like September and stuff like that. Yeah. But the reality in my brain is also telling me that there is a high possibility that we're not going to be able to do anything until 2021, Damn. at least. Um, I mean, and I, I, that's more so just for the festival circuit. Maybe by December, we could do like, you know, local, it, yeah. like local raves and stuff like that. But the festival circuit may be done for this year. And I, I really, I pray that it's not. I really don't. I don't want that. I don't want to put that out there. I am full on. Shout out Dance Festopia for sticking to it since they're late, uh, since they're later in the year. Um, and at least, you know, trying. Uh, it's awesome. Yeah. Um, well, I guess I don't know how, I guess I don't really know how involved you are, like, behind the scenes on the business end or anything like that, but, um, what do you think that would do for, like, what kind of damage do you think that could do for the Des Moines music industry? It's not gonna do much damage at all. You don't um, think so? There are a couple people out there who, you know, do make their living through this, but, uh, mm-hmm. most of us, uh, especially here in Des Moines, we all have, from what I know, we all have, like, jobs. Actual uh, Actual, like, jobs yeah. and stuff like that. Um, or, you know, uh the live streams are absolutely That's huge true. absolutely huge i've watched a bunch of people uh get on like either bigger channels or anything like that or just get on their own channel and do it um 
just absolutely phenomenal things just like you know it's really you know cool. it's great that people are doing that but the idea that to me is so weird it's almost like uh, the sound of disco you know what i mean well <laughs> and see that's why that's why for a lot of people it's actually okay for a lot of the rave community like uh you know i have i personally have friends who you know they're like i don't like all these live streams i want to go out <laughs> i want to be around people and it's like it's like yes i know i do too but like you got to remember we've literally kind of like built this idea already with the silent disco so it makes it a little bit easier and then what makes it even better is when you get somebody who's got good audio like good direct audio like clarity Mm -hmm. um shout out mr pixel you've got some good audio going on um go check out his channel www.twitch.tv twitch.tv slash mr pixel i'm sure you can put a link in i'll get i'll leave it with you um so just remind me yeah, I, absolutely. Uh, check out me on TV to, or t- twitch.com too. I'm going to be doing live streams as well. Um, just quick little little plug things, you know. Yeah, no. I, uh, so you're going to be Otherwise, I'm going to forget. <laughs> <laughs> no, I get that. Uh, so you're going to be doing live streams. Uh, what, what, when are you going to be doing that? What's your, oh, I've uh, been doing a live stream oh, for, okay. uh, for a little bit now. I do video game live streams currently. Um, if anybody wants to check those out, I do that on my Koi Fees channel as well. Yeah. Um, I also am going to start doing more music sets because I want to like, you know, I need to keep up on mixing. I've been uh, diving into producing um, and making my own music. Uh, so I, I've i kind of let my mixing and DJing and finding my doubles and stuff like that go kind of by the wayside. And I need to mm-hmm. get back into it. And I see live streams as a great way to like, you know, try to have some interaction, if if any, you know what I mean? So are you interacting with the – you have a chat box and all that? Oh, yeah, 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 absolutely. Okay. Um, or I do my best. During the DJ sets, it's a little more difficult to, you know, yeah, I can understand check that. it you get, or anything. You got to, you gotta, gotta, like, you got to be on it. You got to pay attention. Um, a lot of people think that, you know, it's I, – I used to be one of those people since I was a metalhead. I used to think that, you know, oh, DJs just go up there and press play on a song. <laughs> and it's like uh, – then I get on a DJ board and I actually start doing it. And I'm just like – Oh no! This is not just going up and pressing play on a. <laughs> this is not that. Like this is much bigger. <laughs> so I guess go into that. Like what? What exactly all goes into? I mean, I kind of know a little bit. I've, I yeah was kind of went into the DEDM scene. I kind of understand a little bit what goes into it. But we were kind of talking about sampling too. I have a um, turntable back there. Oh man, I um, had a, I had a moment yesterday. I had a moment the other day where just it literally finally clicked um, that a sampler just takes a sample and puts it out through your keyboard yep it i literally uh just it chops it up i i it just (laughs) literally dude like i i literally was sitting staring at my computer i had ableton closed and i think i just heard something in my head or like was going through my sound files and i clicked on one and it was like one bell stab and i was like uh and then i opened up ableton and i slapped open the sampler and i was just like what and then i started playing it all the way through and it boom i have all the keys um so you do you ever listen to kanye i'm sure you um are you not you really i can't really? say, i can i can honestly say that not really because um well this is really early in his career what, what was that uh what was the album this was my phone before college uh college dropout uh was that the one with like the teddy bear it was like purplish 
Uh, no, graduation. Yeah, that was Gra- like album. graduation and uh, graduation and that other one you just said. Um, um, college dropout. Yeah, those two were the only two that I ever really uh, like uh, when I was in high school. That I was like, uh yeah, if that was were high school time. Uh, yeah, no, I'm. I know like, one of them was. What year did you graduate? 2012. Yeah, that would have been there. Yeah, um, yeah. Let's see, college dropout probably came out early 2000s. And uh, graduation. My school had, by the way, my school had the opportunity to have time of your life. It was re-upped for the graduation song, and they chose "Forever Young" by Jay Z, and I was highly disappointed. (laughs) Shout out to everybody from my high school. I'm sorrowfully disappointed in you that you did not choose Green Day for our last song, class (laughs) song. But I forgive you. Well, that, that's good. No <laughs> that's um, too real. <laughs> uh, you're good. Uh, but so th- I wanted to show you this. And this kind of made me thought about it. You talk about sampling. Yeah. Like this is like, you know, because you like, yeah, you're, what you're talking about, you're like you chop everything up. And you see as the drum, he kind of splits it all up at one point. At least I think he does. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And he just like changes the pitch and then like you know yep yep uh it's pretty dope the, shit. yeah uh like like even just talking about it now now i have an idea to go home and like t- uh take this uh this hypnotized audio that i have this this girl singing and like uh turn up the pitch on it and then yeah. go home take one piece out throw it in the sampler and make a melody out of it the bitch is like splitting everything up getting the bpm right? oh it's it, uh there's that uh but the amazing thing too is that ableton does a lot of that for exactly. you that, as long that's as the you, feature i really like the warp feature yeah you well see i i like uh the other the other day i actually started something um <coughs> that it's just really funny to me because um it uses that same kind of sense, but I took probably one of my absolute most recent favorite memes and just sampled it. And I sampled the crap out. Of it. <laughs> See, I like doing that too. Um, I've, I did that when I produced my hip hop albums. I would like throw in all these crazy internet samples. It's a lot of fun. Um, so like, so I guess like, what equipment do you use when you're doing DJ shit? For me, it's mostly just Ableton, and um, again, my favorite DJ, his name is Subtronics. Uh, just absolute, absolute amazing person, absolutely amazing. Um, but he, watching his like Instagram, watching his like live streams and stuff like that, showed me that um, you know, be more creative. Yeah. Don't don't let yourself be limited by. Um, is that my computer making that noise? I think so. <laughs> Maybe I don't know. Oh, I'm gonna have to connect to your Wi-Fi to be able to. There we go. Cool. Oh, it might be my Discord chat. Something might be happening. <laughs> okay, that makes Weird. sense. Okay, continue. Sorry, you were saying. Uh. You know, it's just uh, creativity is key, and for the longest time, it took me it took me a while to get over that hump. And then also for anybody out there who's you know, if you're just starting to learn your DAW, uh, your digital audio workstation and everything, um, if you're just starting to learn that, give yourself some time. 
let yourself just play around let yourself just figure it out like um i was sitting on fl in like ableton for probably like a year year and a half year and a half at least and i would just i would literally open it stare at it not do anything (laughs) with it just stare at it and just be intimidated absolutely intimidated um ableton especially is very intimidating uh, Ableton actually was less intimidating than FL just really? because of the just because of its layout, uh, especially with its channel rack. Yeah, especially with its effects rack. The, the effects rack made things a lot easier for me. Yeah, I get that. It's more like a Windows Explorer versus like FL, where it's like every it's like the the image of the amps. It's like all in your face. You're like, oh, what the fuck am I doing? Yeah, well, I get, yeah, I get and then saying. see, but I've just recently figured out with FL that it's all a matter of taking away the arrangement view, getting open the mixer. Uh, uh, sh- sh- closing down your windows and stuff like that, or like minimizing them and then using them slowly. So like you, like in a NFL, you know, you got your samples over here on your left side, and then up top you got all your you know parameters for um, the mixing or you know uh, like what BPM you want it to be, mm-hmm. what pattern is it. Uh, but you can you can sh- shrink the the uh, the assortment screen there's the word the assortment screen and put it up in like say the top corner of the big window of the DAW itself you can put it up there and then have all of your effects like going down like that in an L shape mm-hmm. right there you can do that too and I found that pretty interesting I don't know it was just one of those like now I know kind of more like working with one you can start to see similarities between the two it's just a matter of what is your workflow like what works best for you yeah um, like for me shout out uh, shout out to my friend Jordan Kilo G uh, he uses FL uh, shout out to Papa Wook as well Spencer Fear uh, somebody you should totally message and see about having yeah. um, uh, shout out to him he uses FL as well I just recently made the switch to Ableton because I watched a bunch of videos with it, and uh, I just really liked the way that the interface was working. See, and that's how I've always felt. Because I, I, I did use FL for a long time, personally. Um, I did quite a few mixtapes with FL. Right. Uh, FL. Um, but yeah, I kind of felt the same way. Like, the flow, like, this is probably the lowest end. Um, launch key mini, this is probably, like, one of the lower end. I had the uh, Alesis V49, so it's yeah. full... Full forty nine oh, set, full, yeah, full forty nine set keys. Fuck that, that. That's all that means. Um, I do want to get like a uh, a drum kit, like what you, what you saw Kanye with in that. Mm-hmm. He, you know, he had that little thing in the. See, but the thing is, is you do have that. You have that right there. Well, exactly. With but with that, you kind of have the you have the little you have the dials, and I I, feel, I don't know. I guess I haven't really looked into it too much. I've been focusing a lot more on the podcast. Well, see, yeah, yeah no, and that. that's that's perfectly good, dude. I, I like what you're doing with the podcast. I love that, you know, you're giving an outlet for a lot of, like, you know, local people to well, yeah, I mean, have that's, something. And it's especially for you, you know, you ask really good questions. You 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 keep it pretty straightforward, and I respect that. Well, hey, I, th- I really appreciate that feedback, man. Um, that's exactly what I'm trying to do. Like my, even, my friend, you know. my friend Alex was like, "Oh, they sound like they're just talking about their life," and I'm like, "Well, isn't that not like I'd rather <laughs> I'd rather hear about that and have a few shout outs or them talk a little bit about the music? You know what I mean? Like, I'd rather know who the person is too." Yeah, and that's how I feel personally. Too, and that's why that's I, interesting. And that's why I love like following like Jesse and Boogie T or like uh, sorry, I, I'm so used to saying Jesse, but Subtronics and Boogie T. 
Um, that's why I follow them so much on like Instagram and Twitter. Yeah. And like one of the few reasons that I started using them um, is because of that. And because they're just so personable of people. Um, once I feel like I have more going on in my in my life, <laughs> I might actually start posting on Instagram and stuff more. But like you know, I don't feel like I have a ton going on. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, you could even well, you said you're doing live streams, I guess, but you know, you could even like <clears throat> post like that. You know, I mean, I guess you don't want your whole feed to be that, but every once in a while, you just like, hey, yeah, you know, that's I'm one like- of the problems I'm running into right now is uh. I, I'm not the most active person, even on my own, I get that, even yeah. on my own Facebook. <laughs> uh, so, like recently, I've been like doing the live streams and stuff, and I recently went through my own news feed, and like the last eight <laughs> posts are all just come check out my Twitch. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh man, that's oh. the life, man. That's the fucking problem. It's like hey, your entire social media is just all your crap. And you're like, I don't give, I, you know, I really don't give a fuck, man. Well, like, see, but that's the problem is that I do kind of care because, like, it's no, my, you do, but it's, like, I'm, it's my personal Facebook, and I feel like my friends want to know how I'm doing and not just see me promoting my Twitch. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. Like, if you have people that you haven't like really interacted with. A lot. It's just to them. It's like it ends up being just like spam. Like okay, like whatever. Like yeah. someone's doing yeah. this. Like a absolutely. Uh, and then uh, you know, next time I'm on here, um, I'm I'm probably gonna if or if you want to have me back, of course, yes. later yes. down the road. <laughs> uh, you know, let you get some cycle through here. Uh, yes, yes. I need. I definitely need to cycle some people before. Oh, absolutely. Like, you don't want to oversaturate with one person. Ever, exactly. You know? uh, yeah, um, definitely don't want to do that. Uh, but you know, um, I'll probably have my 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 homie alex on here uh shout out to alex woods everybody you know go say hell yeah up. i'd love to get both of you on um, yeah uh he's he's awesome he's uh he's really the guy who um see for me i'm one of those guys when it comes to music i just love music i love music all too much like and i just want to do it for the music yeah like when like when subtronics and grizz were in philadelphia uh they did a they did a warehouse show and it was free. Damn. It was free entry. Like, and everybody, like, there was, like, at least 20,000 people or something on Twitter. Or, like, uh, maybe not that many, but, like, 2,000 maybe. I don't, yeah. I don't know for sure. But there was a bunch of people on Twitter, Instagram, everything, when they were talking about it, being like, no, nah, y'all should charge. Y'all should make your money. And Subtronics literally tweeted out, and he's just like, but we just want to play. Yeah, exactly. And that's me. We- Whereas Alex is Alex being my homie and, you know, he also pushes me because he believes in me, which, you know, for a while I really wasn't even believing in myself. I didn't think that I could do it. And then he heard me and all of a sudden he's like, no. And he's just sitting there like pushing me in the back, just being like, go get get to it. Come on now. Keep going. (laughs) And it's awesome. And I love it, Um, even though he does get on my nerves sometimes. Oh, who doesn't, you know? <laughs> Looking at you, buddy. Uh, <laughs> but um, no, like I'm so grateful for him. Grateful for him. Grateful for his girlfriend Kelly. I'm grateful for all my friends. Uh, shout out to Jay. Shout out to uh, Hope. Shout out to uh, Kelly. Alex. Shout out to uh, just everybody in the goddamn EDM community, guys. Sierra, Bethany, Ton. Um, Dylan, Jordan, Joe, <laughs> Joe P for sure. That's somebody you should have on. Joe P the maestro. 
You got just you just got to send me all these guys, and I'll definitely. Uh, I'm like I said, I'm cycling through. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, yeah, you're good. <laughs> we uh, we 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 were hydrating, as I call it on my Twitch. We were hydrating earlier, and um, <laughs> I it it's all kind of just hitting me, and so I'm getting I'm getting off track. <laughs> well, um, I I saw you pull up Appleton. Do you have anything you want to show us? Um, yeah, um, I do need to. Uh, if you. I don't know how long this has been going, but if you want to do an intermittent, so that oh, we so can, take a break and then yeah, take a um, small break so that we can get some stuff uh, done and set up. And I personally, uh, I, I'm gonna get a lot of flack for this, but I need to have a cigarette myself. So okay, all right, that's cool. Yeah. Still uh, early. I just woke up and I only had one on the way here, so I'm I'm trying to quit. Everybody, I'm trying to quit. I'm working on it. What? Hey, we can talk about that because I've actually quit for about three weeks. Or it's been hey, man, good for um, you. Good overall, for you. it's been about three months. I had a I had a little bit where I broke again, but so it's been three weeks since my last cigarette. About three months total. Heck yeah, man, dude, stick to it. Yeah, like uh, literally, dude. I'm so supportive of anybody who quits smoking. <laughs> like, if anybody gives anybody crap about not smoking. Like I, I am like I'll, I'll have yeah, a, I'll, yeah that's I'll, what have I tell a, I'll have a cigarette in my mouth, being like, no, nah, don't don't yell at this dude. <laughs> like this dude's doing good things. Like this dude's doing good things for his health. As I'm yeah. sitting here killing myself. Yeah, right. <laughs> that's like the that's like the piece of shit move to like you know. Like even when I was smoking, yeah, I would never like put. I'd be like, "Dude, man, like, good for you." Like, I yeah, that's like motivation for me to try and quit. Right, like, exactly, exactly. You know? And I'm sorry, mom, that I ever got started. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah, let's, let's go ahead and do that. Uh, let's do that intermittent. Yeah, let's, let's do get. That. Um, we're gonna be right back, folks. Uh, don't go anywhere. Stay tuned. Get it sounding good on all audio systems, um, which is something that I just still haven't quite figured out. I'm still learning. And so like everything and, and the other thing that I'm nervous about, too, is, you know, everything is just super raw. Like there's no <laughs> there's no mix downs like. Um, no, I can I completely understand it, man. There's a lot that goes into um, showing shit. So don't worry. But about I it. do want to personally say for anybody that is going to watch this 2020, there should be koi fish originals coming out dope this year absolutely L- look out for it um so what you gonna like drop like an ep and album what do you kind of um at least a single okay at le- i uh you know i i'm not the best uh when it comes to setting goals for myself uh like <laughs> not really either. um i do i do my best i at least have like an area that i want to go but like i'm one of those you know i'm a i'm a really dream big person so like my my yeah. dreams are the ones that, like my, my goals are the ones that are you know long term like that's how i've always felt too yeah my dog is barking a bark bark that's really bork. weird he doing a bork he never does this Okay, well, that's fine. We'll if, if it gets bad, we'll take another quick break here. I'm sure everybody will understand. Um, so, you, how many times have you performed? What's your, I've well, I've seen that you've performed on your social media. Like, what's your uh, like? Where where are some of those those experiences for you? Like, uh, where have you performed? When have you performed, etc. You know, uh, it's really really amazing. Um, so to give to you know to give a like more full answer and everything. Uh, definitely um so i started performing when i was in metal bands so i used to perform like majorly around here I used to be in a bunch of like local projects and then um and then you know all of those started to you know really peter out as metal uh the metal scene is still fully well alive uh here in des moines and i'm never oh, gonna yeah. say that it's not 
because uh, it always will be. There's always people out there fighting for it and everything else, and much appreciative to all of those people that are out there playing metal and doing their thing. Um, I personally, what happened for me uh, as a musician, I got tired. I got tired of constantly having to collaborate with four other people to be able to get one thing done. And so that's, yeah. yeah, once I found DJing and once I found mixing and I found, especially now since, since I found production, um, uh, it's, you know, it's, it's great. It's fantastic to be able to just do it myself, like to just, just do it like me. And it took me until this time to, you know, fully realize, like, I don't know if it's, if it is why Skrillex did it. You know what I mean? Because he was in. He yeah, was, he was in he that was band in, from first to last. Yeah, that's right. That's he was right. in from first to last, and then uh, he was the vocalist. They broke up, and then he started making, uh, you know, Skrillex. He yeah, started he making dubstep. Um, and so, yeah, that's you know, uh, that's kind of how I feel along the lines. If that is the reason that he did it, just so that he could do something alone and not have to worry about anybody else. Plus, it's just you know, it's super awesome to be able to you know. Oh, you you want to be on this show? Yeah, okay. Then I just have I only, you know, exactly. I can I can grab a show like out of a whim, you know what I mean? Um, because it's just me. All I got all I got to do is just show up. Like, yeah, well, and, not just show up, but <laughs> well, and I think that's been like the benefit of the last decade is like uh, there's been a lot of individuality in music, yeah, um, which is absolutely. great. But at the same time, there's kind of this thing that's been lost where you know there was a time early on where people were able to collaborate. And I feel yeah. like you know because I, I understand that really rings true to me. Like when you say like it's really hard to collaborate with people and really hard to get four See, people to do one thing. Right, everybody's yeah. really individualistic and they all have their own artistic uh, approach. Yeah, really absolutely. The problem it. that the problem that I came into uh, with the whole collaboration thing is that like I love collaborating. Like I love working with other people. I love um, you know bouncing ideas off of others. That's why I'm excited to uh, do this. You know, Koi Fish Papa Whoops Papa Wook song. Mm-hmm. Um, super excited about that because it'll be you know my first time actually like working on production with anybody uh, side by side for the most part. But uh, it's just you know. When you do it in a band sense, you're trying to take four separate people, four separate pieces. So like one person is doing the drum section, one person is doing the bass, one person is doing the guitar, and then you got somebody who's doing vocals. Yep. And to try to find a median sound for all those people, unless they are absolutely like-minded, is an absolute, like, I yep. hate it. I hate it. Like, I'm not going to diss on anybody that does it, because that's amazing. Like look at like look at what Metallica did. Look at what uh you know that's just a huge example. Or look at uh, Rings of Saturn. Um, yeah. You know people like that. Uh, they all went in like minded, and they were able to make an amazing vision. Or I think if I remember correctly from listening to Metallica, you know they blended all their sounds together and then created one of the world's oh big, is that really how they went about it uh for, for the kind of for the most part they obviously started to see each other's sides of it but from what i've realized yeah. in interviews is that like lars had his own idea for how the drums should sound but uh james wanted it to be a certain way but lars said no and then it got better because lars might have done it his way which i personally think it would have been better if they did it the way james did it but that's just me well, I think it's interesting too how uh, you know a lot of the great bands, you know, they either like have really you know core 
you know, roots in terms of like, you know, they grew up with each other or they're even family, you know, like ACDC or Van Halen. Like those are like, you know, solid bands. Like they're, right. they're brothers. Yeah. They've literally like, you know, grown up with each other. The Jonas they're like, brothers. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. You know, it is interesting though. <laughs> you know, it's like the Wiggles. Like the, as like as ridiculous as those people are, they make fucking. They're really successful. I'd get the, down. I'd it, get down in a pit for the Wiggles. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would. I would start throwing some elbows for the Wiggles. You know, uh, Steve from Blues Clues. Like when I became like an artist, Did I don't think really? he was really, really like that big. But yeah, isn't he, he bald now? Problem. I mean, like I know, like I think he like I think he like started shaving. That was twenty years ago. Was that was at least twenty years? No, like he shaved his head like purposefully. Like he like like before like before he even started like balding, balding or something like that. I don't know. I think they had him back at one point, and we're like, who is this? And then we realized, (laughs) oh my gosh, it's actually the original Steve. Yeah, I didn't buy it when he was going to college. I didn't yeah. think he was qualified. No, <laughs> no. I, I personally, I personally, as a child, felt that Steve was too old to be going to college. <laughs> well, this day it's not about kind age. Kind of looked at him as a Mister Rogers person, <laughs> you know? Uh, yeah, because Mister Rogers had a nine to five job, didn't he? he did oh my god! Afterwards, Mister Rogers, just how many sweaters does one man need? i'm just just gonna take off my sweater to reveal another sweater i think he's he's the root of like he's the root of excess in like modern culture my favorite (laughs) shoes my favorite gif is still the gif of him holding up the middle finger ah yep the yeah, yep, just, I totally remember that. Absolutely fantastic. <laughs> just cracks me up every time because I I can only envision it that he doesn't know he didn't like because he seemed like that kind of guy that was just so like innocent. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I I, I could imagine it, and I'm not saying that's not true because like you know he was old then. Obviously, he probably knew what the middle finger meant. <laughs> but like, what if he didn't? Like yeah, what, what if, if he was really what, just like what if he would, what if somebody just did it in that room and he just you know uh, <laughs> thinking oh this this is fine nothing wrong with this because that's the thing he's like going through the fingers yeah and just did is that, that what that is that I, what that's from? I've seen I have I've seen the video I haven't where it's like I've the whole video seen... is like he's like going through all the fingers like this is a thumb this is the index well he I guess obviously he doesn't actually say it but he's just like it's like a song he's like going through it huh yeah. I did not know that I've only seen the gif I've never heard it with like any audio or anything like that so. that's what I found I mean yeah. that's what I saw anyways no I did, uh yeah um, uh, did you see the uh, what was it the Tom I don't remember what it was called the Tom Hanks where Tom Hanks played I haven't seen it yet I but I really want to see it it looks really uh, good I, get, I think what did you would, think of Bohemian Rhapsody you know did to you be honest I, I did see it to be we, um, to be honest I saw it like on the anniversary where my dog passed away mm-hmm. it was like this really bizarre thing where my dad uh, my, my father's a judge um, mm, right yeah. on uh, so it was like the same day he was getting sworn in was the day of my dog dog's anniversary and it ended up being like two weeks before I separated I got separated um, so it was like a really weird time in my life I, I I watched like half of it and put it away but I mean it was okay I thought the guy who played uh, Freddie Mercury did a fantastic job I thought right. they like did that was like probably the highlight of the film the, the one thing I'll say is that like I loved it for the cinematic 
Um, but I personally think that some of the, uh, I, I think from what I've read and from what people have told me or, you know, anything like that, and I'm only one person, I only have, you know, my views, Yeah. Uh, that, you know, um, it was really, apparently it was like fairly exaggerated, but at the same time, I'm like, I don't think that'd be the case. I wouldn't Mercury sa- seems like the kind of guy that would go the erratic. extra mile. Yeah. Like, because wasn't he bipolar too? Wasn't oh, probably. I he think was that. Was, no, I think that was a thing in the movie too. Is that like he talked about how he has like uh like a heavy bipolar disorder or whatever, something like that. Well, he was. Pre- I remember there's the scene where he like he takes the cigarette and puts burns it in the p- contract, isn't that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, I love that scene. <laughs> I love that scene so much because that's, that's. I guess my I guess my whole sorry I mean you're, um, you're, my. You're, my <laughs> my whole thing is like uh i think it's like this whole trend started with like uh um straight out compton yeah. yeah like that was a great fucking movie uh yeah actually speaking of that like that's actually part of the reason that like um i know like or i actually looked into like i never actually looked into anything about that or anything and then my buddy alex like i said he sat me down and he like we watched that movie and then i was like whoa okay yeah it, uh, like this is like I, I like it. It really put in perspective what they were going for. Exactly. It was like um, a, it was educational. Yeah. Yes. Very absolutely. Yeah. Uh, that's that's really how I felt about it. Is that I felt like I learned more about the premise of NWA because you know yeah. uh, when I would listen to it originally, um, uh, like if I ever heard the album and everything, I, it just you know it kind of struck me as. I have I, I personally have an issue where since growing up since being you know uh, around modern technology all the time and everything I've gotten very used to crisp clear audio yeah so when it came to NWA I had a real big problem like <laughs> listening to it and I have a, the same problem with like some you know like older music and stuff like that unless it's got more of that like vinyl-esque feel uh, yeah. where it doesn't hurt my ears to say like that's not the words i want to use but like it turns like my 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 head starts to listen to other things instead like outer things instead of that when the audio doesn't sound as clear i guess yeah i i get that i do think there is like a beauty to like raw sound though there is um, absolutely one of my all-time favorite albums is uh, return of the 36 chambers by old dirty bastard that's like the most that's like the rawest fucking album you could like ever <laughs> fucking See, put on it like the uh, whole thing's just so grungy and like you know yeah nothing's crisp at all it's just all wah, 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 yeah and yeah and then uh <laughs> see that's one of the reasons that like for me when it comes when when we're talking about like raw sound and stuff like that's one of the reasons uh uh an exception on that older audio kind of thing is um the doors god i was trying to blink there for a second yeah, yeah yeah like the way that the doors recorded their albums and stuff like that the way that they sound like i you know it sounds like they're in a room <laughs> which i'm pretty sure that was the case uh, yeah, usually. With, like, <laughs> with like one mic and like see it's it's like those that you know when i maybe it's just the more i know if i know how it was like made or if, I get like, that. if i can make that exception but like, whereas you know, if I listen to a track that they're t- like when I first heard it, they're talking about, oh, this is like you know, top of the line studio equipment, supposed to sound the best, and then it sounds bad and it didn't stand the test of time. 
that's when I'm like, you know, you like your music was good, but like it lost me. You know what I mean? Yeah, I get um, that. But like, yeah, but again, like the Doors. You know what I mean? Absolutely, like phenomenal. I love that like big room, big room jazz vibe that they got yeah. going on in their albums. Yeah, um, I mean, it, it, it's all really dope. You know where how music has progressed. Um, and you know, I, I hate to like be a dead horse, but, Mm -hmm. um, I've talked about this quite a bit, but like the Des Moines, we've expressed this, I think, and this brings true with the EDM, Mm -hmm. like Des Moines is like becoming like a, uh, there's so much talent here that I think is like just about to like burst at the seams. You know? I agree with that. And 100%. that is, is kind of like the really tragic thing about this Corona is like 2020 could have been like the year where we're like, like in my mind at the beginning of the year, I was thinking like, we're going to fucking, you know, I'm going to get out there and perform. I'm going to like really try to like yeah. you know, put this rapture to the grind. Absolutely. And it really sucks for the, like anybody out there who, you know, um, and that's something that, you know, you, you should definitely like let people know too, is that like, you know, if you're, if you're an aspiring artist and you, you were inspired by people on the scene, um, yeah, I got very I got very lucky to have, uh, especially with this whole coronavirus thing. Um, I got very lucky to have jumped in it last year. That like I decided last year that I was gonna jump on a wacky Wednesday. Shout out Johnny Rage for hosting those as well as Jordan or Jordan Golke. Um It's those are two guys. Again, I'm gonna give you. I'm just yes, gonna, I'm yes. gonna give you a whole <laughs> list, a whole list. No, I would really appreciate like, that. Um, uh, I tell everyone like get like if you got people you think would be good, and guests, I'll like, and I'll make sure personally them. to message them for you as well, just so, yeah. that they, this, so that they know you're coming and it's not just some. Yeah, like tell them to, um especially like tell them to check out my content, subscribe. Yeah, exactly, that really helps me a lot. Exactly. Uh, it's just you you have a fa- you have a fantastic platform to no, be I, able to do thank stuff you. with. I really yeah. appreciate that. I think there um, is a lot of potential here. I just we you know the the goal is like you know uh marketing like getting the name out but mm-hmm. you know the more i i have dry period well, with here youtube being as oversaturated as it is anymore that's the big that's it's a huge problem huge like, problem um, i'm finding al- that i'm finding that problem with twitch right now is like because i'm trying to become a twitch affiliate because i'd really like to like try to make some money off mm, of it maybe or yeah. something which you can do but you know it's really hard because there's well, so it's hard for music too like there's people so, well there's so many streams going on now exactly that it's it's it, it's like when um and i hope that this is something that after the coronavirus that we can uh work on as well as a community in the edm scene stop yeah. overlapping shows like mm. overlapping shows like it's harder to do with like twitch and stuff like that because everybody's in their house and they can all do it at the same time no matter what there's an infinite almost number there well not infinite but you know there's a million cameras out in the world you know and, exactly and, especially you know, now but like stages aren't this aren't that way but that was one thing that um i wouldn't call it a problem because it's awesome to have that many shows but it was kind of starting to become an issue because a lot of people would, uh, you know, a lot of newer people would be trying to start throwing shows, but they'd schedule it for a certain day and then it overlap with a bigger show or something. And then it's the same way with Twitch. You know what I mean? Like, um, somebody has 200 viewers. Yeah. But then over here, somebody has six, but then all around those two people, there's, Five, twenty-six, thirty-seven, forty-two. Uh, you know, viewers on all of these different things, and all of those people are invested in those things. So, like, to get them from their thing to come to yours yeah. is the difficult part. There's so much spread. It, there, there's just so much spread, and it, it makes everything go very thin. Well, and there's like a certain plateau you have to reach too. 
Right. It's really hard to get there, especially because once um, you like say once you get to a hundred viewers on Twitch, you'll probably gain another fifty just because you have a hundred viewers. But that's the thing; it's hard to get that. It's exactly. hard to even hit that. 100. Exactly. You have to I, be. I have a problem just hitting three right now. Exactly. <laughs> no, I did like I did Twitch gaming, and it was like it got to a point where it was literally depressing because I was like yeah. <laughs> going on, and I was just See, like, the one like thing who that, even cares? The one thing I know is that uh, the one thing that I've been doing when it comes to games. And if you ever want to keep doing it or do it again, uh, and this goes for anybody out there who watches this, don't give up. Just have fun. Just play the game and be you. Like, like for me with my music, that's what I do. Is like, yeah, I get a little discouraged too when I see zero viewers on my Twitch, or if I only yeah. see one. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that sucks. But like, that's that's the moment that I change it from like Sam doing my music. It's, that's the moment I change it from a set to, oh, you know what? I'm just going to work on stuff and I'm just going to have fun and yeah. we're just going to vibe and we're just going to see what happens. And then all of a sudden I found myself with like 15 viewers one night because Damn. of it. And I thought that was really cool. So like, you know, the more, the more you're, the more your people love people who are genuine. And that's why my buddy Alex is, you know, my biggest homie and like why I think that if he wants to get into, you know, his manager stuff, which I 100%, you know, I'm I'm pushing him in the back just like he's pushing me. Yeah. And you know, uh you know, just keep going for it, man. He's well, a very genuine per that's what I was getting at. He's a very genuine person and he uh you know, it, like he you realize it. There's not there's no underlying value. Like, there's no, like, oh, what are you up to with him? Yeah. It's really just like, oh, okay, you want to do this, like, for this reason? Cool. Sounds good. Well, that's the really, you know, and that's, when you're, when you're talking about, like, having only like, one or three viewers, it's almost kind of genuine, when you're talking about genuinity, genuinity, or however the fuck you say that. Yeah. <laughs> um, talking about being genuine. Being genuine, exactly. Um, you know, when you have those, those couple viewers and you're, like, interacting, that's even, like... Like that's that's almost like a more that's gratifying experience than like having hundreds of people. That's honestly the best time, in yeah. my opinion. Like uh, I I really love that. Um, shout out to my friend Dakota uh, up in Clinton. Uh, he's friends with Spencer, but he's you know he's my number one viewer right now, man. Like anytime I go live, he at least like he at least throws his phone on and like leaves a viewer. Damn. You know what I mean? Or yeah. he'll leave the audio on while he's playing a video game and he'll like you know uh, he'll he'll like chat in my chat and stuff like that and try to get other people involved and like i i'm more than appreciative um and that's another thing too if you're trying to get started on twitch make sure to just tell your friends and then also build your community just tell people what you're doing like me i for a little while there like last month when i was trying to reach affiliate uh i didn't tell anybody like i wasn't like trying to advertise oh i'm trying to become affiliate yeah. you know what i mean um <clears throat> but do that tell people you're trying to become affiliate why not yeah, well, that's the big like, thing, communication. Like, see, for uh, me, I just get in my head sometimes that, like, I shouldn't be doing something a certain way. That's because the really hard part. That's yeah. how I feel a standard is. Like, I shouldn't, for lack of a better word, I shouldn't grovel for, you know, like, oh, please come help me become Twitch affiliate. You know what I mean? But, like, that's not what it actually is. It's more, hey, guys, let's work together towards this really awesome goal that yeah. I'm trying to reach. And that's the that's the mind switch that I had to like make for myself. That's like the thing that's easy to like get get in your head. Like, am I being spammy? You know, 
Uh, and that's the problem I have with my Facebook. Like I mentioned yeah. earlier, as you yeah. know, I feel like I feel like I'm being spammy, but I try to remind myself, like, oh, I'm not. I'm just trying to promote myself. Exactly. I get, yeah, like you said, it's oversaturated. Um, but yeah, the, again, uh, on that oversaturation thing, um, I really hope that that's a thing that improves after COVID. Is that we just, you know, like if a show is scheduled for March 13th, you know what I mean? Nobody. Like not not nobody, but like you know, uh, say there's a, another show that was going to be just as big. Maybe they choose to like push it to the next day to continue the events or something like that. Because like that was one of the, one like the only one of the few issues that I've seen with the EDM scene that I feel like could use a little work. But at the same time, it's just like really hard to work on because people are people and people want to throw their events, and I have no problem yeah. with that. Give us the market to go and perform. Give everybody stage time. Do that. But um, there would be times that, like, there'd be, like, three or four events going on. Yeah. And so you're spreading the EDM crowd. You know what I mean? Like, think about that. Like, if you like, – like, my friends, if I'm playing a show, but there's three other shows going on. Yep. On, like, if it's a big national artist especially, my friends are probably going to go to the – big national artist show exactly because they can come see me because you have local. to be realistic you have to you have to know you have to know your place yeah exactly um you know? and that's why like you know uh shout out to all the people uh you know that do stuff at like nightingale um and anything else but that's why uh a lot of those guys started doing for at least my guess personally i don't, I don't know for sure but uh that they uh you know they do the after parties because people want to keep keep partying so like yeah you know if there's a show at woolies uh johnny rage he or johnny rage and uh think uh johnny rage with uh, everybody there at nightingale um or you know uh molly as well molly get down uh they throw like uh at like not after hours but they throw an event at nightingale uh or what used to be lime um, they'll throw it like outside of Woolies, like when BTSM mm-hmm. was here, like Black Tiger Sex Machine. Um, when mm-hmm. they were here, uh, they did an after party, and okay. uh, the place was absolutely packed. That's smart, in my opinion. That's so, genius. So I wanted to, I wanted to ask you about that. Um, what What are your experience? What tell me some of your experiences? Like maybe not like in necessarily an EDM, like what you do for like what you do but like just in general like where some of your show experiences like do you have any memorable memorable moments or anything like that you probably have a lot you see absolutely absolutely um man uh i'm just really really grateful to to have the outlet that i have um to find that because i see a lot of my friends and a lot of people that i know you know they struggle because they they um one thing i I personally want to say is like never get in your head about that oh i can't do this it'd be too much then make it a hobby make it something you do in your spare time to start with something that you're passionate about don't just don't 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 not do something yeah because because you think that you can't if you want to do music do music like if you want to do art do art if you want to do if you want to be a lawyer be a lawyer like uh it's just you know God, I keep Life, life's not worth like just wasting away. You know, and that's kind of what I realized with like life's not worth shit. thinking that you're not good enough for it. Exactly. Yep. And, like just like because you have ra- you would rather at least try and fail doing something that you want versus like just sitting there and being like, what if I ever fucking? Did I'd that? rather know that I tried and failed 
than exactly. not do it at all. Yeah. It took me a it, for me personally. I don't need mean to get into that, but it took me a long time to realize that. Oh no, absolutely, dude. Uh, <clears throat> it takes a lot of people sometimes a long time to realize those things because it's uh, you know it's hard, it's scary because you're like like for me uh, making these songs. You know what I mean? Yeah, my head bobs to them every single time that I play them. Yeah, but what if yours doesn't? What if my buddies doesn't? What if I play it at a club and nobody likes it? You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. that, I worry about that every single day. But the thing is, in the in the end of the day, is that I realize personally that as long as your head is bobbing to it, somebody else's head is gonna bob to it. Yeah, somebody's gonna somebody's gonna feel your wavelength. Somebody's gonna feel you. Somebody's gonna know. Somebody's gonna do something. And if it never happens, then you know you got something to work on. <clears throat> that's 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 that. The thing that always comforts me is that. Um, there are plenty of shit bags that are artists make money off doing it. So if they can do it, anyone can do it. That's the- I worked with. I've worked with a few of them. Oh my god! <laughs> the last the last band that I was in that absolutely put me over the edge and made me want to do it by myself was a guy who actually um, I used to be drum- I used to be a drummer, and so I, you know drummers have the most equipment. Yeah, any yeah, band that yeah. You, and if anybody wants to argue with me, we'll have <laughs> we'll, we'll have a discussion. Fuck, I'll even give I, you that. If one. there's if there's any guitar players out there with a half stack that want to talk to me about, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I used to get I used to get in on those topics, but yeah, uh, I got left in Iowa City. Oh fuck! Like with my drum set in a back alley that <gasps> was that was known oh, for theft. Uh, you know, damn. Blue Moose. What <clears throat> Blue Moose used to be? I do not go to Iowa City. Either. Well, do you, have you at least heard of it? Yeah, I, uh, that Moose? sounds familiar. Isn't that where they they have a lot of venues? They, had, they had a lot of stuff. It, I think Blue Moose closed down I think, recently. Oh, I think yeah. so. I don't know for sure. It prob it might not have. It might have. But um, I know that the the back alley of that, yeah. like where artists load in, was notorious for uh, theft. Like if you leave anything out there. Like, for any reason, since it's a college town especially, like, if you leave anything in the back alley unattended, was my understanding, is it's going to be gone. Yeah. So I got left, uh, like, literally, my old vocalist left me in Iowa City after we played a show, kicked me out of the band, left me in Iowa City because he kicked out our bass player first, uh, who was my ride because he had an SUV, and he wasn't going to stay. You know what I mean? Yeah. He got, he got, he literally drove up to Iowa City, had my, like, had brought my stuff up, then got confronted and told, "Oh, by the way, you're not playing this show. You're kicked out." And so he drove. Ow. He drove two hours home, and then I had to sit for two hours and wait for my parents to drive from Des Moines Jesus to Christ. Iowa City. And that was the point where it was like, "Yep, I, I'm done. I'm done with. Had it. I'm done with metal for the most part. I'm over it. I tried one more time, and then after that, it just fell apart again. Yeah. And I was just like, "Nope." No. So how long did you do that for? Uh, how long were you I did in that, that since I was 16 all the way up until I was probably about like 20. Okay, it's four so years. So good, good, good four or five years. Okay. Maybe 21. I and you were in two bands, you said? Oh, I was in... Or, let's see. Mm, that was the same band. Scrapped. <laughs> four or five? Four or five okay. bands? Is what it was. Um, I don't really like personally. Well, 
I guess. Uh, so, like, first I was in the Ignore the Script, and then it was Amendments uh, with Dakota Olson uh, and a couple other people, and Aaron Willis. Um, let's see. And then there was the Point Pass and Sandy. The Point Pass and Sandy is the one. Um, there, uh, If you ever hear from a guy, and his name is Stephen Van Porfilet, it's super weird last name, but if you ever hear from him, run. Like, <laughs> okay. run the other way. He good, is good he is a narcissist. He's terrible. But I'm not gonna sit here and talk bad about a bunch of people because you know, like that's yeah, not, that's there's not, a lot worth in that. I've I've, I've forgiven and forgot. Like yeah. that's my like. Or well, sorry, I've forgiven, but I'll never forget. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah, literally, he looked me in the face and was like, "I don't care about your drum set. Call your mommy and daddy to come get you." And I'm just like, <laughs> "I mean, fuck you, man." That's just you know, he was fuck. he he personally was super lucky that he, he did that around a bunch of people. Cause like there was a bunch of people there, and since my mom's a lawyer, I wasn't trying to catch a charge. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Fuck that. laughs> um. We were talking. We were talking a little bit earlier. Got way about, sidetracked. You're, no, you're fine. <laughs> uh, we were talking a little bit earlier about uh, the Twitch. Yeah, like the Twitch. Yeah. Um, what, what do you think about that? Like, because um, we were kind of talking about how so, I think it's how social media is like. You know, I think you could say in a way it's a little skewed. Um, it can be. It absolutely. Uh, what do you can think about be. like the YouTube algorithm controversy that's been happening <sighs> recently? God, oh man, um, I don't know much about it because okay. YouTube was never. YouTube is one of those platforms that you know I see them trying to jump on this live stuff, and I'm like, all I'm all for it, you know what I mean? But at the same time, it's like, like recently YouTube added a join button. I don't know if you've seen that. You know, I have seen that actually. Yeah, that's they, not- and what that is is it's kind of along the same lines as what Twitch is. Whereas, uh, so you go on to Twitch, you get a follower. Yeah, that's free. You oh, can, really? Yeah, okay. you can just follow somebody. You just click the heart and you just follow them. And so that way you get notified if they go live and stuff like that. But then you can also, like, say you really want to support them and that you like like what they do. Yeah, uh, yeah, say yeah. they have some emotes or something like that that you want to put into the chat. Uh, you can subscribe mm-hmm. for five ninety nine. Yep. Twitch gets a little bit of that money and then so does the, so does the person that you're subscribing to. Um, well, YouTube obviously couldn't make subscribe cost money everybody be really really mad about that yeah uh, so they added a join button and now that's what that is because i clicked it one time on uh on a youtube channel that i watch and it's that's what it was is so what it like, like costs five, to do that you pay 590 it's like i think with youtube it's a dollar more than twitch so it's like 599 okay so it's just autumn you mean okay it's a, so it's to support the it's to support okay the so it's for each in, individual channel yeah exactly oh, okay. exactly yeah saying. yeah so like you can like you know like say you really like markiplier or whoever uh or i i don't know but yeah yeah you like anybody and you want to support them but they don't do twitch or something like that and you don't know if they have a paypal you can just click that join button now but at the same time i just see I see YouTube trying to step on Twitch's toes. Yeah, no. Uh, and that's kind of the thing is like it's becoming with these worldwide, you know, obviously very popular networks. Um, it's 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 not like that small business market. It's like kind of monopolies in a way. Mm-hmm. You know, they're these huge, gigantic, you know, like Google, YouTube, Twitch, Facebook, mm-hmm. Twitter, everything. Like, it, well, these, Twitch like, these actually, huge... when you really think about it, Twitch is, uh, Twitch is the up and comer. Yeah, no, okay, I'll give you that one. I'll give like, you um, cuz like YouTube is stepping on Twitch's toes cuz Twitch YouTube's had a real, definitely more established than Twitch. Twitch had a that. Twitch had a good idea 
and YouTube is trying to jump on that same idea. Yeah, I mean, I guess overall Twitch is more about the community, but like you know like if you think about like there's back in a certain day where like it would be like there would be three twitches and there'd be like 10 youtubes like you know mm-hmm. that would be like the the true like kind of i don't know maybe this is getting political or economic but like kind of the free market yeah kind of idea that that was more prevalent maybe back and in that's the- that's the thing that twitch is all about and that's why i support twitch more than i support youtube yeah youtube yeah. seems like youtube uh especially with the whole monetization thing um, yeah i guess that's what i was the, more getting into that what, whole yeah what was it um what is it like green and yellow videos or whatever for monetization green and yellow yeah like once you get bigger on youtube or something like that if you can hear like other bigger youtubers talking about it but like uh apparently like there's a chance that like during monetization like if your channel gets big and you get monetized i think it's like if your video gets green flagged you could uh get like big ads that could pay you good money and stuff yeah. like that you know what i mean like you you get those like minute long ads or like you know like the ones that maybe people can't skip or like yeah. is that the other uh whereas if you're yellow you may need to like get uh uh this video is sponsored by rage yeah yeah <laughs> a rage shout yes that is the funniest thing um have you ever heard internet's internet historian by chance no. Oh, check him out. He has like this whole thing where he just he totally butchers and makes fun of it. It's like NordVPN and you know Raid Shadow. He, he oh, does God. like you know the um, ba- the two basic ones. What was it? I saw I saw a huge flashback of advertising because uh, like apparently people are talking like apparently there's people there's those like vintage people that talk about like you know like how vintage they are. I guess it's something I don't know. <laughs> I'm guessing it's a Reddit thing. And, yeah. Uh, <laughs> And basically, uh, they're like, oh, I, I, I just watch, like, older television. I just watch, like, old cartoons and stuff like that. And it's just like, it's like, okay, but half of them are younger than me. And I'm sitting here wondering, do you remember when I, you could not sit on your own patio without it being so hot? But our new awning. <laughs> the, what, God, what is the company's name? I don't even know. They, they were horrible. I remember seeing that ad all the time on TV. Sunset awning or whatever. I don't really Sun- know what you're talking about. Sunset retractable awnings. I, I'm not familiar. Did you ever? You never watched a lot. You know, of TV. to be, you know, I really didn't. Um, I, I didn't really grow up. Of, I watched a lot of TV, so there was a lot of those same ads. Well, you know, it's it's funny. Like ever since I lived my house and went to college, I never um, purchased cable. Like I've always just yeah. lived off the yeah, internet. Yeah, see, that's so. the thing is that I live with my parents for you know most of my life currently, and yeah. So like, uh, for me, you know, I, I before streaming and stuff like that, you know, I never had like cable hooked up in my room, so I had to go downstairs. Oh, and I never watch had TV. TV in my room ever. Yeah, I would, I would personally like, I had, I had a TV in my room, but it always had a DVD player. Yeah. So like, I'd yeah. have to watch a movie or something, you know. And it was mainly a bed thing. Like, I, I wouldn't. It was either video games or bed. Yeah. One of the. Um, those, that's when I'd use the TV in my room. But um, I grew up very censored and like. Very and then I got a. <coughs> and then I got a computer. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. That was the oh, that, that that's was the gateway the, right that there. That was the moment that changes everything. <laughs> you know, cable doesn't even matter at that point. You know? Nope. <laughs> um, no, I was cable really didn't sen- matter. YouTube came out and it was like, <laughs> oh, yep, it's done. Um, I was really censored though, like growing up. So like my cable was really limited, and it was like a lot more like movies and TV. Yeah, yeah. So like, yeah, I never really like. So to kind of you know, I, I, I'm I'm a little bit bad about that, but like, oh, you're uh, fine. So like to segue kind of back to. Um, 
the uh, the the whole Twitch thing is. I just see it as a fantastic platform for a lot of people. Um, I've watched a lot of artists be able to, um, you know, support themselves. Yeah. Uh, Steve Aoki just recently started doing a Twitch, by the way. Oh, there you go. He is actually playing like video games. And that's the other part that I find really cool too, is that a lot of these artists are not just doing, um, music. And I understand that that's, that's what most people want. Like, you know what I mean? They'd rather Mm -hmm. that this person just stick to music, but it's like, people need to remember that, Oh, we as musicians, we have other hobbies. Like we have other things that we yeah, do. Yeah, I mean they're and everyday we, people. Yeah, yeah, and like so, like we're gonna try to reach out. Like for me, I'm of course I'm gonna try to reach out to my gamer community. I love the gamers, bro. Do you know how bad I want to put tactical nuke incoming into one of my songs? <laughs> yeah, that's the problem. All that copyright and shit. You can't. Oh, I mean, well, see, yeah. the thing about dubstep is that's where it's fantastic. Is that sometimes you find little loopholes because you edit the sound so much. Ah, uh, so how is that can, a loophole that you can do that? Where you can there, do that? There, there's, it's a gray area. Yeah, that's how I. That's how it's I a, felt. It's, it's a beautiful gray area. That's and kind see, of, As for as for using as for using tactical nuke incoming, that would be something that I would do live. Like something like it'd be a song that I make that if you want to hear it, you probably got to come see me because I'd have to worry about copyright and stuff like that if well, I released it. And I think the live aspect, you have a little more leeway. In oh, absolutely copyright. you do. Because um, whether you whether a recording comes out of it or not, there's nothing that they can really do about you doing yeah. something live or just using it for that. Because then you can just say, oh, I just used it that one time. Yeah, and the, like like be, being the son of a lawyer, there's a whole bunch of little like. See, I was gonna mention that too. I kind of, uh, I think we can both understand that because I've always had a lot of paranoia with like copyright oh, in God, my music. Yeah. You know, hip hop, oh, it's yeah. really big. Absolutely, hip hop, hip hop is a huge problem. Um, yeah. But that's one of the glories of EDM. Mm-hmm. Is it's a little e- mi- more mixed, I think. Well, not even just yeah, yeah. It's definitely more mixed, but it's also the fact that nobody really cares. <clears throat> yeah that's like true. uh like when you really like when you really think about it um and you think about what it is uh who is the start of like all dubstep do you know uh from what i've heard dubstep started in like the early 2000s underground i think like probably new york it maybe no no of, canada isn't it isn't it started it? kind of like that but in all honesty if we're talking about the per- like if we're talking about where like started started um like rave culture and stuff like that has been going on in you know europe and stuff like that for yeah like well that was definitely in, in like yeah, 90s 80s people doing underground like techno and stuff like that yeah that was but big as in the 80s. for as for dubstep it predominantly from you know everything that i've read and everything that i know it started with skrillex Skr- scary monsters nice sprites that's where i think that's where it like took that, off definitely that was the beginning of recorded from my understanding yeah. like like produced and recorded and one of the biggest producers um and again you know my 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 knowledge is skewed being only 25 mm-hmm. um but uh <clears throat> but then you look at what's actually happening and you realize everybody in a sense is really just copying him yeah it's it's definitely you know true I mean? he he and he Im- and what's even crazier is he was copying another person of doing like or he was or not copying, but he not copying. I can't. That's not true. But like he was sampling from another EDM artist 
who was like, you know, uh, or no, uh, Skrillex was doing a more down-tempo sampling from a drum and bass artist who used this really cool, produ- like, it was a producer, and he, like, used this really cool sound, and Skrillex really liked that. I just learned this recently. So he grabbed that, and he, like, put it in his song, and but then he edited it, chopped it, and, like, you know, made it into Scary Monster and Nice Sprites, which then produced dubstep which is more down tempo as compared to dnb um dnb mm-hmm. is like 170 bpm which, which oh my damn God, so fast so like how many different um you know i i was talking to my friend about this earlier i was really into dubstep and like high in edm in like high school and shit it is not like so much anymore but i still really appreciate it i mm-hmm. listen to it every once in a while um like well, how many thing- different Sorry, go ahead. No, you're good. One thing to always remember is that most like dubstep, like like a lot of like dubstep or uh, you know house or anybody else like that, uh, if they don't only do that, they more than likely also produce a lot of the beats for like rap artists that are out there. And okay, stuff like that. So I, I guess that's probably maybe a good segue. Like, how's that? Because um, Lolo was on here last time and he was talking about how. By the way, Lolo, if you want to do a song, hit me up. <laughs> for real, for real. Um, I can give you a Snapchat. Maybe yeah, that'd you be dope. That. Um, but. Um, he was kind of talking about how it's intersected, um, especially here in Des Moines, how EDM and hip hop. Um, oh yeah, absolutely. Like, what, what what do you? I guess maybe we've talked about this a little bit already, but like, what do you think about that? Um, like, what are your experiences? Maybe have you like gone into hip hop at all recently? Um, you know, I've been actually thinking about it. Uh, I really just want to get my feet off the ground with uh, my like you know my music, my end of stuff. But you know, I have a couple little things that I've made um, that I'm like, you know, I don't know, I really don't know where this is gonna go. I don't know what mm-hmm. this is, what's gonna happen here. But it, it like the bass is fat and like everything else. Uh, so you know, a lot of times I'm like, well, what if I went out and I like found a rapper who needs a beat and I sold it to him for like fifty bucks, no like nothing else after you know what i mean like here's yeah here's this beat buy it off of me fifty dollars this is now your beat like you rap over it i'll record you do whatever if you want to pay me some more but like to start out maybe probably i mean just just from no, what i not, know I'm i would maybe start a little talking, less i'm not talking like making money right off the bat obviously I would no do, that's a good goal though i've kind yeah. of been thinking about that yeah, too like free i would do it free first obviously yeah but, you always yeah. should start free oh, we yeah. were talking about that too just to get your name out there and also to start things up you know what i mean well that's kind of what i want to comment on like the oh. woolies that that woolies thing you know how that mm-hmm. there was that you're just talking about that the free show how people were complaining like well if we well, want well, that one wasn't at woolies that was in philadelphia or or whatever the one you're talking the griztronic show yeah 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 um i think that like you know if you want to get your name out it's good to have that absolutely you know that's why wacky wednesday was such a fantastic thing that was going on and it got a lot of flack from a lot of uh djs and producers because um there wasn't any pay with it yeah you just went there and you played for free and i'm like but the thing that uh, the thing that i always loved about it was you know just i go to that event for free i used to go to that event for free just like every week yeah just yeah. just to go and then once i started djing and johnny was like hey do you want to play and i'd be like i was like yeah absolutely i wasn't looking for payment nor did i ever want it yeah and i won't lie like i got a little in my head about that um my buddy alex is very 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 awesome for doing this but you know he like i said he wants to be my manager he wants to you know get into that kind of stuff 
And what I like about that idea is that as bad as this could sound or like anything else and I hope nobody takes this the wrong way but I'm not the kind of guy that like wants to go up to the event owner and be like hey so pay me (laughs) yeah (laughs) I don't like doing that because I like playing music and um but Alex is fine with it so like Alex like I'm totally (laughs) cool with it if he wants to be that kind of guy because like, like, and I'm not saying that it's a bad thing. It's a very, very good thing. Nah, I mean, you know, especially if you want to be serious about it, you kind of got to do it at some point. Exactly, and know? that's why I think that you know, like me and him are going to make such a good team. Because whereas I love my music and I would jump on events for free, depending, um, you know, for a lawyer sense, do it pro bono. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. This yeah, is yeah, talking about the... lawyers and stuff too, but, uh, um. You know, he's he's the guy that like, you know, uh he would go up to an event owner and be like, "Hey, so my buddy just drove all the way here, spent his time, worked on this for hours before it. Are you going to pay him?" And like, I love that. Like, yeah. I love that somebody is watching my back for me like that. I just hope that, you know, um it does pan out the way that I want it to. I do want him to be my manager. And uh, shout out Austin Blythe, but the conversation that Lolo and Austin had uh, really, really, honestly kind of inspired me. Like That's awesome. Uh, it kind of inspired me in the sense of like, you know, I really want to like push Alex to do more, to do better. And I want him to be my manager. And I think that'd be something awesome. So Yeah. yeah. That's fucking dope. I was just definitely trailing off spacing there for a split second. <laughs> no, but. you're good. <laughs> um, I, I We are kind of reaching that time where we're going to wrap this up probably, Absolutely, I think. Absolutely, yeah. But I did want to ask you one more thing. I don't know how you feel about talking about this kind of stuff. Um, I did want to tell – I was going uh, to – I said this at the beginning of the podcast and now I'm matching at the end. I did want to kind of tell you about um, after the podcast what happened to me. Um, I had a little experience with some dabs and that. Oh that, yeah, that absolutely. Got, yeah, what's up, what's up? What's up? What's up? Um, so I okay, love hi- I love hydration. <laughs> hydration. <laughs> hydration. Um, so I went. To, you know, um, we had been drinking whiskey on the podcast. I was pretty lit. Oh yeah, um, <laughs> so uh, you probably noticed that. Oh, absolutely. Um, Especially when Lolo came back from the break and he was just like, "I ooh. am way more fucked up than I intended to be." <laughs> <laughs> we all were. Like there, there was it. like a point. It. Like that last like half hour of that podcast, I was struggling. I was like, okay, we gotta like get. I could, I could kind, I could kind of tell because you like stopped like asking questions and you just kind of like let them like bounce off. you kind of just sat back and you're just like, oh fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's why I I have this is actually coffee. This is not this is not whiskey like it usually is. Yes, um, it is good. It's good. I think it's good to have your drunk podcast. It's good to have your sober podcast. For me personally, uh, just so like anybody out there knows, if you ever want to have a drink with me, just grab me something non-alcoholic, preferably. Thank you. No, um, (laughs) and that's good to it's good to not drink. I mean, I I definitely I promote like. Mm-hmm. Using marijuana over alcohol. Oh, absolutely. Like, absolutely. 110%. But anyway, so um, we did the podcast, and they were going to go frisbee golfing. I guess that didn't happen. And they were doing kind of like an after party. Um, mm-hmm. I've gotten a lot of criticism from some people for going with the coronavirus, but, you know, I was like, fuck it, whatever. You know, it's good I, networking. I see personally if you are being careful overall. Like, I like for me, like, honestly, I was almost, I, I was about two seconds away from wearing my mask into this. And then I was like, and then I was like, you know what? It's me and one other dude. 
Like, and I'm yeah, sure, we're both young. I'm I mean, sure he hasn't. I'm sure you haven't exposed yourself to anybody. And I'm not saying that it's not serious. It's very serious. Don't, don't like, you know, don't take this as, oh, I think, you know, certain instances are always okay. They're not always okay, but this is something that I wanted to do and that I wanted to come out and do and that I wanted to. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and you know, my my whole thing kind of so too. Anyway, yeah. Um, if if you know there if you are someone that is worried about like getting corona and you're like worried about coming here, and, I like, am because I live with my parents. So. Yeah, no, I understand that, and like it's great you came here, but no, no, like no, no, I no, guess I'm just saying that that's why I have to be more like worried about no, it the most is because my parents are over 50 and i yeah. see them quite often <laughs> i think that's kind of a difference with me living alone i kind of you know like i don't really my see, whole thing is i don't have a lot i don't have anybody that i can really i see like right getting for it. you going out and interacting with people and for some of those other people who might do it as well um you know if you're not living with people you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. You, you might touch that doorknob out there. So, like, the only thing I would say is, like, you know, if you're going to be young and you're going to go out and do it, carry a cloth or something in your back pocket, maybe. Or, like, a glove that you keep turning inside out. So that that way when you grab, like, door handles and stuff like that, you know what yeah. I mean? Um, Like, since you live in an apartment, since, mm-hmm. you, you know, you grab a door handle or whatever there may be other people that are older living around if you want to be smart about it but you still want to be able to go do small things for you just grab mm-hmm. grab a cloth or something grab that door handle with yeah. the cloth and then that way you're not spreading it to them via that yeah it's a really good thing i mean honestly again i don't want to get I, I i'm i'm nervous but also excited for how much cleanliness is going to come out of all of this yeah it's true um i'm also very nervous because i feel like it's going to be over done yeah i get uh, <laughs> I don't know. Again, I don't want to get too far into this, but I think that is kind of the line that we're trying right, to figure I, out. Right. I, I totally digress just because, like, again, I, uh, I this whole thing is a very real thing, very passionate yeah. about it. Because, I, like I said in the beginning of this, I want to get back to raving and I want to go back and I want to go do some dirty fucking mook shit. <laughs> uh, like, I, I love it. I love. Oh, God, I can't wait for camping. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so ba- back to it. Basically. Yeah. I got there. I was pretty lit. Got some beers. Had a beer. Um, hey, I had not taken a dab rip in like, what was it, like a year, like Damn. probably a year. Like, cause I just I just avoid dabs. When I take dabs, my ears like ring and like they like it almost feels like it's in pain and like scrunches up. Is it because of the coughing? Pro- yeah, I think it's because I'm coughing so intensely. Yeah. It's like such like a so, it's such like a deep cough. The one you know thing I, mean? I do know for that is like because like like I said, I've started doing dabs way more. Is that you, what you should do? Is you should just start doing smaller ones if that's the case. Like don't do as big of ones. Yeah, I, I get that. But like the ones <sighs> that get that deep heavy cough, because I get that. Because I've had that where you know like I cough so hard it feels like it almost pops my ears. Well, the last like one of the last times I took dabs like besides this time like i coughed so much and i had been drinking that like i literally puked because yep. like I, yep. I just like kept coughing for like five minutes straight yep. and eventually just came up yep been there done that uh the worst one is when you cough and it feels like your diaphragm like pushes a little harder than usual and it almost yeah. feels like it almost feels like it's pushing your stomach together and just kind of ejecting it straight up like seriously it's just like <laughs> Oh God! Oh God! Yeah, <laughs> my night, my night just took a turn for the worse. But uh, <laughs> but no, it was weird. Like uh, I'm I took at so it. I took a, so I took a dab rib, and then like they were gonna give one to my friend, and she's like, um, she's really new to like um, 
marijuana and like i didn't want her to do that and she was my ride and shit i didn't want to be trapped there so i took it for her so i did so i was like all these whiskeys and beers in which is a terrible combination for alcohol plus i was like two dabs i literally felt like like i literally felt worse like more fucking out of it than if i was tripping it was insane like i went outside and it was just so weird i find that to be fairly impressive yeah, but, go on. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, <laughs> that's, mainly, that's mainly just because I am I'm, I'm a large dose person. Like I, when it comes to that, uh, yeah, when it comes yeah. to like tripping, I'm a large dose person. So like I go out there. Like <laughs> that's, See, where, I, I, that's also where I find a lot of my inspiration for a lot of my. No, I, I agree. I agree. But uh, I ended up. So like twenty minutes after the dab, I ended up leaving. I was just like, I tried to play cool, and I'm like, all right, I, I gotta get out of here. You know, I like, they, I think they can maybe tell that I just wasn't handling well. Right. Got out to the car, I felt super sick, and then we were like half mile away. I was like, pull over, pull over, pulled over. Oh, no. I just like jumped out, threw like on my hands and knees, like threw up all over the sidewalk and the side of the road. And there's some guy walking. He's like, hey man, new okay? I'm like, yeah, I'm fine, I'm fine. <laughs> and I ended up like drop. I was so fucked up, I didn't even realize. It. I ended up dropping my glasses. And then, like, we drove home, and I ended up, like, getting home, throwing up, and then the last thing I remember is my friend, like, helping me off the bathroom tub, and I blacked out after that point. Dang. And uh, it was, like, I have not been fucked up That definitely sounds like it was more the alcohol than the wax, like... Well, yeah, but I guess what I'm saying is, like, taking that... Oh, much. it just set it over the edge. Yeah, yeah no, exactly. I, I, I understood that, but I'm just saying, if you were like blacking out and puking and stuff like that, I think that more so was probably the alcohol than but anything. But I still didn't really have. But I think it had more to do with the combination because I can it's handle my, that much it's, alcohol. It's my, per- but that's also my perception because yeah. I don't drink. I really don't. Like, okay. I, I hate the feeling of being drunk. I'm not a fan. Like, I'll take a shot every now and again with my friends. You know what I yeah, mean? Like, yeah, yeah. But other than, other than that, uh, the last time I was drunk, with, I think, was, like, I feel like it actually might be sooner than I think. But, like, I, I want to say it was, like, a year ago. Like, oh, a little over a year ago. Damn. Because, like, I, I went to a party and I ended up playing catch-up. A horrible game to play with alcohol. Uh, uh, what is that? Yeah, it, it's called You Got to the Party Late. And ah, I see drunk. what you're saying. I, I, <laughs> so you drink, so you drink really fast to yeah, get yeah. caught up, and then you throw up and pass out in the first 30 minutes. Yeah, yeah. And that was me. <laughs> that's usually when I just like chill for a little bit. Then I'm like, all right, I'm out. Peace. Yeah, see, that's that. That, that was, my, uh, and that's really what set me over the edge too. Was just like it was where I was done. Is because like they had some really good mixed drinks and i just drank them down way too fast and um it's it, for me it's not even just that it's the fact uh it's i don't know i just uh i've seen too many people the reason i personally don't drink is cuz i've seen too many people act like absolutely stupid yep and i just can't i've always been a person that's about being in being there like being being conscious and being coherent yeah coherent. uh not conscious but coherent because i i look at conscious as you know you're passed out on the ground coherent is uh like like my buddy for his birthday he was not coherent at all like you could tell him something and then or like he'll tell you something and then like all of a sudden five minutes later he's like did i ever tell you about yeah that's that's a big Tra- or trait with like people who are heavy alcohol. I'm not saying like, that he's not pe- heavy people alcoholic. who are people who are heavily intoxicated, not yeah. alcoholics. It's not just alcoholics. Yeah, no, people. yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's it's people that are just heavily intoxicated, and it's just like it's it's that. It's just like 
And then uh, the other one that sent me over the edge was when I was on a cruise. Just to keep the story short, I got really, really, really drunk because I was like, "Oh, I'm on a cruise. I can't go anywhere. I can't hurt. I can't. <laughs> yeah, right. I can't hurt. Like I can't like go and drive a car." Uh-huh. And so like I I got like blackout drunk, and my mom told me that I did not come back to the cabin, uh, the 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 come back to the room until like three thirty. I didn't. I last time I checked my watch, and the last thing I remember. Was being in the club on the ship at twelve thirty, so there was a three-hour span <laughs> that I have no idea what I did, who I talked to, what happened. I still don't know to this day, <laughs> and I'll never know because I'll probably never see those people, <laughs> and that scares the crap out of me. Like I don't understand. More power to you if you drink, if you if it makes you social, makes you social. Good for you, but not nah, man. Like I can't, I can't. But um, yeah. So uh, real quick. Uh, so to you said you wanted to. I don't want to take charge, but no, no. Uh, so like, what are some of your like? Dr- I guess like, what are you some of your drug experience like? Oh, I what? have, I have, I have a lot. Um, but I, if we're gonna get closer to the end, um, I just maybe want- just give one. Give like a really give like oh, one. Oh gosh, really good one. then it would definitely be. Um, acid has definitely changed my life. Absolutely. 100%. Yeah, yeah. Get, get into that. Um, acid is one of those things that it just, you know, um, I did it the first time and then I was like, oh, okay, that, that was super fun. And then I, when I did it the second time was the first time that I ever did another big, do- the, the second time I ever did another big dose. Cause I started out on four personally four like two, holy, sh- four, two fifty MG doses. Holy shit. Um, and so like, I, you know. The way that all happened was I originally was only going to take two since I wasn't driving. And uh, I thought I'd done it before, but I hadn't because I'd gotten like fake ones or whatever. Yeah, that's the not, thing. Not that... RCs or anything like that, but I've gotten, I'd gotten like fake ones. Yeah, there's a lot um, of that out there. It's like, or just like, or like super low dose or they got left out in the sun or something like that. Um, but like, I thought I was tripping, but I actually hadn't been. And so my buddy bought a bunch. I'm not going to say how much, but he bought a bunch. And he gave me and my friends, he gave me and my friend who was driving him four, four each, so eight total. And then he himself that night took six. And uh, we were parked real quick because we were just driving around before it all set in. And uh, we're sitting there and his kicks in apparently way sooner because then all of a sudden he go he's we're, we're parked fairly close to a fire hydrant which we shouldn't have been but he goes dude that fire hydrant's my dad and i'm just sitting there i look over at my buddy and i'm just like what are we missing out on and so we just take the rest of ours and then like after that um the only conclusion that i came up to that night because like i said it was still fun it was more fun than anything was that oranges are the opposite of water that's the that's the conclusion <laughs> that i came up to um with that and i also got super into balance and composure um but then after that was the time that i got uh separated from the people that i was tripping with Ooh. for the first time and that's when it changed my life because like I thought that I would be one of those people that wouldn't be able to handle it because my brain's always running a thousand miles a minute. Mm -hmm. But then all of a sudden, instead of my brain running a thousand miles a minute, it was just playing music. 
Like they was just playing music in my head. So and you're I was able just, to like chill out. A little I'm bit. able to perfectly fine chill out by myself. The only thing I can't do personally is like peak. I can't peak by myself. I have to be with at least one other person. Mm, I see what you're saying. But once I come off of the peak, I'm fine. Once see, I, I like. Sorry, I like tripping alone. Yeah, uh, uh, I'm one of those people that like I get like I like I just said for the peak. Like for like usually just like for the peak, or like. I can trip alone, like if it's like, but I like to have somebody in the house. You know what I mean? Okay, so I see, I see what you're saying. Like you at, don't want to be mi- completely alone. At minimum, I need to have somebody in the house when I'm like going towards my peak, because in case I do start kind of getting on that track of like wild thoughts, to be able to go to that person and like grab them and be like, "Yo, we're good, right? Everything's good. <laughs> Everything's fine." Like everything in this room is fine right now. Yeah, yeah, cool, awesome, awesome. I'm gonna go back and lay down. Like, <laughs> no, it's like seriously, that's just like how I am. Like, if I get like one of my anxious moments and I get worked up on it, I need to. And recently, I found that calling somebody works too now. Like, so like I can call yeah. somebody. But like, I typically just need to talk to somebody for a second. I need to like try a word. Like, actually try to human for a little bit. <laughs> See, for me personally, I've like I feel like acid has helped me like learn to combat that. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, like I don't started- really have like moments where I'm by myself and I get really anxious and like I freak out. I don't really have that anymore. Maybe if I took like a really really low. I'm I mean, fa- like you said, a large I'm a fairly, amount. I'm a fairly high anxiety person. Um, yeah. The other part for me too is that I can trip completely alone if I'm outside. If okay. I if I can I go if I can go be outside in nature, I don't care. Okay, but it's it's like if I'm like if I'm tripping like what I was talking about is with most recent experience tripping in the winter, being inside, feeling cooped up. Yeah, that can get to go outside because it's cold. I need to have that other person in the house so that I can be like, hey man, look, can we just like talk? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) just let the conversation chill you out. Yeah, exactly. because sometimes music will just get too wonky that and I like too much trippy stuff when I'm yeah when I'm tripping like I, I like, like to listen to like Tipper and stuff like that and like just oh, like very man. very ambient like very crazy very wild very deep stuff. yeah I do too um well I think this is a good note to end it on um yeah. do you have anything else you want to plug or uh, mention really quick before uh, you wrap uh, this up uh, other than that uh, I think I've plugged just about everybody that I really can right now. Um, but I do want to just like reiterate what I said kind of at the beginning. Um, if your passion is something artistic, especially right now with any extra time that we all have, go for it. Do it. Like, go do it. Go at least try. Like, um, I, I, I'm kind of, you know, blessed a little bit to have, uh, to have this happen, but like, it's not a good thing you know yeah. what i mean I'm, I'm not happy that it happened but i'm happy for what it made me do it made me actually sit down and like start writing songs start making music and like that was a huge thing because i would just like let myself distract myself i would just mm-hmm. go over to my friend's house and go hang out and just sit in their room or i'd take my laptop with me and think that oh yeah if i'm over at my friend's house i'll definitely get work done and for me that's not how it happened i needed to be alone nobody mm-hmm. trying to be like hey maybe you should add a snare here you know what i mean nobody nobody doing that kind of stuff 
Um, it really helped me to be able to just be like definitively, I want to do this. Now I can take these that I have and go to my friends and show them. And if they want to like add anything or like tell me like, oh, hey, you should add this. Mm -hmm. Then it's a lot better because now my mind is more open to it. Whereas when you're first building, it's better to, in my opinion, everybody's different. In my opinion, it's better to be alone to start get that basis and then export and try to find you know like oh what do you think i should do with this what do you think i should do with this you know what i mean like find other people well uh wise words (laughs) yeah wise words to end it on here um thank you everybody for listening i this has been a hell of a time i think this was a great podcast and this turned out really well i do too i hope i didn't ramble on too no no you're good it's like i was saying on the break you know that's that's the whole point of being on here um join us um in a few days we're gonna have the rapper artist Ames. um me and this guy go back a long time five plus years so it's gonna be a really interesting podcast um a lot more coming up this month a lot more des moines artists we got a lot of great content so if you haven't already hit that like button hit that subscribe button um if you're listening to this on spotify etc subscribe to that otherwise y'all have a great fantastic day slash night and keep real keep it real y'all Peace.